a Mitch and Jeremy exclusive. Are you ready? On air. Online. You ready to have a good time? On your smart speaker and wherever you stream. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. The Mitch LaFon and Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it. Let's get right into this. Very stoked to be talking to Chris Holmes. Mean Man never give up. A bunch of Canadian dates hitting the screening of Mean Man on September 16th at the Piranha Bar in Montreal. You can check it out in Quebec City at the interview GMPO as well. Uh, September 23rd at the Port Theatre in Cornwall. Also going to be hitting Toronto, the Rock Pile on the 21st. Get your tickets online wherever you get your music as well. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, Chris Holmes, how you doing, man? Great to yeah, see you. Good. 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 Yeah. Good. 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 I'm just, so I'm, just, um, I'm still suffering from um, the, the effects that I, I had cancer at the beginning of the year and uh, just the radiation yeah. of what it did to my neck and everything, you know, it's, I'm still suffering it. Well, okay. Well, let's start there. Let's, let's talk about that. You had this tour planned, and then, of course, you had this cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we're glad to hear that it's cleared up, which is which is great. But but talk to me yeah. about was, how it's affected you and 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 what's going on. I was um, extremely lucky that the cancer that I had is was treatable because a lot of them is not treatable. A lot of it certain kind of cancers is not treatable like when you get pancreatic you know stage four and they say hey we're going to try to fight it no you don't live you just right. don't right. you know that's the same kind Benelli had yeah frankie you know yeah. whatever we love frankie. So I'm, oh he's fuck yeah so i'm extremely lucky that it was just in my throat um and i caught it at a really early stage you know and uh it's it just um the radiation that they, they lay in this machine and it's like it's a big donut and they, you go inside it and uh, you wear this mask so you can't move at all and you can hear the, the doing the radiation all the way around you you know it's, it's 360 degrees da, 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 da. you hear that clicking that right day. yeah 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 and uh it's it's my whole neck was black after about the four or the fifth week it was i mean burnt really bad you know and uh i couldn't i couldn't even swallow water I had to be fed through a, a feeding tube, you know, in my nose. Wow. And uh, that, that freaked me out. That freaked me out. You know, seeing people with that in their nose, I was like, how in the fuck, how can you, ha- can I, sorry, can I swear? Yes, I yes, you can. I, some of the things. You can you fucking don't. swear all okay. day long. All right. So anyway, uh, I seen people with the thing in their nose, you know, it's a feeding tube. I was like, man, how can you handle that? You know, I was going, if I had to do that, uh, I don't think I could handle it, but once the doctor said, he goes, Chris, you're losing too much weight. You got to eat, eat. I go, I can't shove anything down my throat. So what are you going to have to do? So I was so scared to get that done. You know, big old me. But when they did it, I couldn't even feel a tube but down my throat. It didn't bother me. You know? Oh, wow. You didn't feel anything? Yeah. It, well, I, it, it, they put it down in your nose and it, they go, now tilt your head back. It felt like, you know, they do a COVID test. Yeah, your yeah. Nose, and then you go, ah! It's that it gagging like that. feeling, then it goes away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it felt like that at first. And then when they do it in your nose, the tube has got a little like a guitar string in the middle, the size of a, a G string. Mm-hmm. And that keeps it straight and it goes down in your stomach. And then they, right after they do that, they got to x ray you, make sure it's in your stomach and it's not going something like in your lungs or something. And then once once they make sure it's in the right area, then they pull the string out, the metal tube. And then you, you can't feel it. You know, I thought you'd feel it in your throat. And I didn't. It didn't bother me, you know, for, for about a, two months. It didn't. It, what bothered me, was being hooked up to the feeding machine. Right. The yeah. pump. 
and easy. I got to sit there all day, and it's just, you know, there's you can't do too much. You got to be sit by the damn pump. You know? Now, what are they, they feeding you a- with? I mean, it's not a turkey dinner going through that tube. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it was all liquid. It was all liquid. Like, yeah. uh, nowadays, nowadays, since I'm not on a feeding tube, I got to drink, you know, these things, things called Ensure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, they're for yeah, it's old the supplements people. like protein drinks and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're for people my age. But anyway, um, <laughs> I uh, I got I still have to drink four of those a day. But but that's it, just the liquid stuff was like that. I'd have to just sit there. It, now, now none of the stuff that they fed into me was gravity fed. Mm. You know, like they have to put up above your head. It was fun. It was with a pump. Right. Go through a little. Pump. So, and um. I'm, I'll be spitting a little bit during this interview because my mouth still really screwed up. Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's all, we spit all the time. It's no fun. No, 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 no. I, not like me. I spit it about 200, 300 <laughs> yeah, times Mitch a day. Mitch is a spitter, not a swallower. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. I, <laughs> I got these cups all over the house. It's funny you talk about having a drink in sure because I had weight loss surgery a couple of years ago and I still have to take, you know, like uh, like at least two protein shakes a day in order to get enough protein intake in me. So I right. the, the dietary supplements, I mean, it, it, they come in handy, you know. Yeah. Did, did you have your stomach clipped? Yeah, I had it cut. I have like 90 percent of it cut off. Oh, did, did it work for it work for you? And everything? Yeah, man. Dude, I, fuck. My highest well, weight at one point was like 385 pounds. I'm like the lowest I've been is like two. 15 in the last couple of years. So it, yeah. it saved my life. All you, all you had to do is just get a little bit of cancer. Let me tell you, you dropped your weight quick, man. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. No thanks. I, I, I weighed about, I, well, they do kilos here, but I weighed probably two, uh, 220 kilos, which is about uh, 200 and I'd say 60 pounds mm-hmm. right. or, or 50. I know this is, I don't know the, con- the conversion rate about it, but I went down from 230 down to nine to uh, 180. Mm. One, we're wow. usually 180 within a two months. And uh, I just doesn't need, I, I took morphine laid in bed and then wow. I went and got the, I went and got the treatment every day, you know? And, uh, uh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Oz never talks about the cancer diet. That's uh, that's what Jesus. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Seriously, I'm still on. I'm still on the insure drinks because I still I can't taste the uh, everything tastes like crap that I try to eat. And plus, they cut uh-huh. out my bridge. I had to have a, few, a bunch of teeth m- removed because uh-huh. when the can- when the r- radiation goes through your face, if you have any kind of cavities or bad teeth, it goes down your throat. Yeah, you know, oh. it affects your face and all that stuff. They don't tell you all that crap, you know. Yeah. Now my grandfather but had yeah. prostate cancer, and they they just called oh. the other day. They're like, "Oh, there's a lesion on like your lower back. We're gonna do some radiation. It'll take care of itself." And I'm like, "This shit's not going anywhere anytime soon, man. The like, cure for cancer. I mean, it's uh, you know, I think it's more like just uh, putting you on the mend, really." No, they they got a newer cure right now that's that that works almost like it's a mistake that they found it. It was almost like like a we, you know how COVID attacks mm-hmm. the cells and it's got receptors. Yeah. Well, this this thing attacks can- only cancer cells, but they got it's going to be five years research. But if they yeah. get it going, it'll be it's a promising, it's a promising of uh, uh, I forget the name a promising of uh, research. If it's yeah. good, people won't have to go through the radiation and the chemo, boy. Oh, wow. boy. Uh, um, just real quick, how is your health overall? Because you you were known as a, as a wild and crazy partying guy. So I mean, oh, the yeah. liver, the kidney, all that shit must have must be uh, shot. I mean, are, are you doing okay otherwise? And, and I drank 
really, really hard all my life since I was, I've got to be about 13 since I first stealing my parent, my mom's alcohol, real bad high school, smoking cigarettes. I smoked camel uh, wides till I was about 50. Um, 50 yeah, a day? No, till I was 50. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just- no, till I, me, I was 50. And um, I, you know, I, I'm not just. I asked the doctor, could could this cancer have been because I smoked and drank? He goes, he goes, you can't blame it on that. He goes, some people that don't ever smoke all their life get cancer, so you can't yeah. say it's that. But he goes, it could have contributed to it. Um, it, it's you know, I don't know. There'll be probably be a lot of people going. If he didn't smoke, he wouldn't have got cancer. I who knows? You know, some people mm-hmm. get it, and one out of three get it in their lifetime. They say, and I just happen to be the one. You know, but, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just glad it was, it was. You know, I can sur- get it done, survive whatever. I, it's um, I still can't eat. I hear it's going to take me about a year until I can taste food again yeah. wow. it's funny yeah, you say I that i mean like, it wasn't the drinking and the smoking that you can blame i mean like you know look at eddie van halen when he got his tongue cancer he was like oh it wasn't because of my smoking it was because my metal guitar pick like yeah, you never it, really know but let's it, be honest it, well the kind the kind that he had was in his tongue they had to cut out some of his tongue they had to cut out a bunch of it and it, you know that kind of cancer i don't know if it if, i don't think it really comes from it because and then it goes in your lymph nodes and then you're screwed yeah, but I don't think that's from smoking, really. What he had, you know, the kind that I had was more, more from smoking. But what he had some different kind of cancer, you know. Yeah, right. and he yeah, yeah. till the day he died too. So, <laughs> yeah, he he was a good friend. If you know, yeah. Like, hey, let's let's talk a little bit about Eddie because uh, I mean, obviously, it's kind of famous now that you lent him the destroyer to record women and children first. Yeah, talk a little bit about that and your relationship with Eddie. Oh man! Well, I I got a I got a destroyer. This has to be about seventy seven, seven probably seventy six, because he got one. And down in Pasadena, there's a store called the Sound Chamber. They had one for, I think it was two hundred and thirty dollars. You know, it was an Ibanez. It was not a Gibson. Yeah. It was an Ibanez. I got one because he got one, and it played great. And he uh, he had he had cut out um a, a V in the back of his. But he drilled holes and cut it. With yeah, a, he turned it into the shark guitar. guitar, and he said it sounded like shit. Yeah, yeah he, well, he was a free, he made the first shark guitar, really, you know. But he drilled holes and cut it out, and then he put um, tur- turnbucklers in it that, yeah. that tightens the like garage door things you see. Almost that. like on the, like look, a wrestling ring. Yeah, yeah, and that looked kind of cool, but it changed the, the tone of it. It changed the tone of the guitar really that radical. And uh, mm-hmm. I had one, and he got off the road, and I had. Just I crashed a motorcycle. I miscalculated a corner and didn't make it, and went. I just went off a cliff, and I had hurt my back. And I was in the hospital, laid up in traction. And he came in and uh, blah blah blah. And he goes, "Hey, I'm doing an album, another album. Doc, can I borrow your Ibanez?" I go, "Yeah, yeah, it's at home." Uh, you know, I go, "I'm not going to be playing for a few months here." So uh, I go, "Can you loan me? That's the only one I got. Can you loan me something so when I get out?" I got to play, and he gave me the, that shark guitar for a while, that actual one. But he just borrowed mine, you know. And it was funny when I went; he would, he had already split on the road, and I took his over his, his house, and his mom was there. And um, I go, "Hey, uh, is my guitar here that Ed borrowed?" She goes, "Go look in his room. He had a bunch. There's a few guitar cases." I go in there. I found my case. I open it up. <laughs> the bridge was off it. The pickup was out, and I was like, I, "The bridge was off, and it was backwards." And I was, and it was just, you know, the kind of bridges you can just take off and put on. It didn't have a whammy bar. 
Right. It's like it, it was like um it you can stop take them like a yeah yeah like a Les Paul you can take the bridge off and turn them around but it was around backwards I was looking at it and I was going how in the f did he play this but he's probably I don't know, he's who knows who knows what it didn't bother me I, you know yeah. I got it it didn't really it didn't bother me because you know, I tear shit apart all the time too the pickup was in there it was just in the little drawer part. And the rest of it was, so it didn't bother me. You know, he yeah. just sticks. You're like, what the shit. fuck? Like, this is my guitar. He just started taking it. I lent it to you. It, it, it didn't bother me. It didn't. Yeah. You know, if I was, if I was really worried about, you know, the guitar, it didn't. You know, he's trying different stuff. It didn't. Yeah. I didn't care. You know. Did and you ever ask he, him why he, he turned the bridge around or why no, he put it up? No, he went off on the road, and I didn't see him for another five, five or six months. You know, no, I never. I didn't really care. It's amazing it how like just something like that can change the tone of the guitar. I mean, like, what was he thinking oh, it, in his mind? You know, like it's those it the guitar that that kind that Ibanez is made out of some special wood called Krina. You know, mm. I don't know too much about it, and it yeah. has just has a certain resonance to it. You know, and um, it's you know, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was one time, one time when I had moved to Pasadena when I was I think I was eighteen. Um, in the early days, uh, Ed came over. We were smoking some Thai weed, and um, my, uh, we the windows were down. We were trying out this amp, and I go, "Something's wrong with this amp." So we were checking out, and he was playing my guitar, and we cranked it, and the windows were down. He goes, "Hey, your neighbors get mad." I go, "Fuck the neighbors!" And he was playing a bunch. He was just you know um, noodling, right? You know, that's just right. pulling some licks, yeah. whatever. And, was, and when he was noodling, I was going, "Man, I hope the neighbors think that's me playing." <laughs> <laughs> Of course. <laughs> like, damn, yo, Chris got pretty good overnight. What happened there? <laughs> that was funny. I was, thinking, I was hoping they were thinking it was me playing. <laughs> do you remember yeah, what Lexi he was playing? Like, was it like any tapping did, stuff? He, he was just noodling, just just noodling stuff. I couldn't tell you, you know. I wish I had a tape recorder then, you know. Yeah. But he, he, uh, he, he had a he had a heart of gold. There's people that he didn't like that you and you don't want to be around him when you don't like him. You know, but he he had a heart of gold, and he was um he, he's he was an inspiration to me, uh, about how to treat other people when they're around you. You know, yeah. And uh, he, you know, even though um I don't play like him, I tried kind of when I was younger, but I you know I can't. Might as well just play what you play. You know. Yeah. It's nice to hear you talk about Ed in that way because you know everybody seems to have the same sentiment about Edward. You know, he was a really he's, nice guy. Totally, totally cool, man totally cool you know it, and it'd take a lot to piss him off but if it's right. you know it's, he's just uh it's sad that he's gone you know i'll never yeah. talk to him again but uh it's you know nobody you don't live forever well in a in hundred years yes in a hundred years this planet will still be here turning right in the same spot we'll all be gone right yeah <laughs> just, just so quick, human, when you're when you're hearing him noodling yeah. in the backyard and stuff do you just sort of say eh, maybe i'll just quit and become a drummer because i can't i can't i can't compete <laughs> Like, like the, is it is it an inspirational I, I, or is it somewhat depressing? I never, I never looked at it as competing. Okay, I, I never, I never once would ever look at at I, it, in the early days of Wasp. We looked at other bands to compete against them it, it's been the crowd size and stuff. But as as guitar players and stuff, my friends, no, I could you know I'm I'm the way Ed played. I'm happy that I knew knew him and grew up watching him go from nothing to the start of me was I'm, I'm it makes me happy that i saw somebody do that go from yeah. where they were to how big uh and i never 
looked at it as a, com- a competition thing. I just, you know, he had a certain touch. He had a certain mm-hmm. touch that was just out- he- outrageous. He took, you know, he was an Eric Clapton freak. He took the, and love Billy Gibbons. He took the best of whatever guitar players and learned to do what he did the way he did. And he just, you know, took it to another, he took it to another, another level, man. Yeah. He made the rock guitar what it is. Since today. we're there in the scene, in the moment, in real time, seeing Edward Trent, you know, go from Van Halen one all the way through the 80s, man, how quick was it for all the other guitarists in the area to start wanting to play like him, getting the amps, trying to do their guitars? Uh, that was all that, that was all after 82, yeah. 82, you know, I mean, I, when Wass started, there was a few good bands that was cool. And before that, the bands in, in L.A., there was a band called Stormer at the time in the seventies that had a killer guitar player named Jimmy Bates, monster player, man. He was like, mm-hmm. he, and he played a right-handed guitar left-handed. So it was the strings were upside down wow. and the dude had the most wicked bends I've ever seen in my life. This guy named yeah. Jimmy Bates. I, I, I don't know whatever happened to him. He's one of my favorite players. There, once uh, Van, it took till about the third Van Halen album and every other damn guitar player came into town to do a, you know, a glam band or whatever, a hair band or whatever. There's, it just got so flooded in '85 and '86. It was just unbelievable. Everybody and their sister thought they were going to make it famous. Just play a few chords and look good. You're going to make it. Yeah. Maybe you know, and it's just over flooded the market. You know, but uh, yeah, Ed. If it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him, I would not, guaranteed, not have the sound that I have today, and not really? know. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of tricks on Marshalls uh, that I learned from him just being around him. Plus, I worked at Sir One Vegas Speaker Company when mm-hmm. I was 19 for a while, and I learned a lot about sound. I, it's a speaker company, so yeah. I mean, and I work. I worked in quality controls, and uh, I learned a lot about speakers and stuff there. You know, but, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah if it wasn't, wasn't for Ed, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, there's a lot of tricks about using an amp that I wouldn't have learned, you know. Do you remember some of those tricks that he taught you? He didn't really taught me. It was just being around him, seeing what he did, right. setting the gear up the way he did. Um, one mm-hmm. thing I learned from him that nobody else knew is instead of like the old Marshall amps did not have a preamp on them. They just had one volume and you had to crank the thing to make it sound good. Sometimes it's too loud, but he figured out... You take a, do you know what a variac is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. A ver- a, you can't take a dimmer switch off the wall. It has to be a variac because the amp stayed the same, but the voltage drops. He yeah. figured it out to take one of those and plug your amp in between the amp and the wall and turn it down and the volume goes down, but it still sounds cranked. Yeah. He figured that really? out. And I did, I learned that in the seventies, which no, not too many people knew about, you know, and it made it so you can play clubs with the amp crank, but it's down lower. Still have a good sound. Yeah, you know, the it, was be, it was before. It was before Marshalls. They actually had preamps. You know. Yeah, it almost the uh, the variac literally became your volume now because you could crank it That's all the way up was. to ten. And yeah. Well, it's just like a light bulb's a tube, and it turns down the tube. The voltage going the tube, so it's down lower. Yeah, you can turn it down way way far too, too, and it still yeah. sounds good. It's just hard. And it's on also the how he got that sort of like really saturated kind of sound as well. Well, that's that's how he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and and it's it's a nice warm, it's still a nice warm tube sound, and the the plates on the tubes are still iron versus um like the digital stuff today. It's all silicone. That's where you get the crappy yeah. distortion. It's weird, but yeah, I learned a lot about you know where to put the amps on stage and stuff like that. You know, and um, it was it was 
just to see the guy go from where they were to to what they are, you know, I'm glad that I was I was there. You know, did, so did it go? Did the relationship go the other way? Were there were there things that you were doing that Ed went? Oh, oh, I need to do no. that too. No, because <laughs> once once really? he got his once he got his record deal, he was working so dang hard touring and playing. It's it's I didn't get to see him that much. You know, I saw him a lot more before he had his before they had the record deal. Yeah, you know, because gotcha. I'd I'd go down with him to the Starwood and help set up their gear. You know, in the daytime, they'd always play Tuesday, Thursday nights on KNAC. Um, it's a Starwood. I forget what they called it. KNAC something night on Thursday night. And my, the drummer in my band, this is when I was eighteen. The drummer in my band was their sound man, this guy named Tom Broderick. So I'd we'd yeah. go down and see him play every, every night or every every Thursday at the end of the month. You know. Not yeah yeah. I think it's Thursday night. It wasn't Friday. Yeah. You know? Did, did yeah. he keep any of like uh, any board tapes from back in the day of the shows that he did sound for? It's been so long. You know, it's it's you know I've been married twice, and you know when you're divorced, you lose everything. Yeah. You know, she had you know who knows where it goes and what's inside. I used to have a bunch of board tapes. I couldn't even you know I've lost all my stuff yeah. three or four times. So it's wow. all in the it's all in the dust at the end of time. You know, uh, and who'd have, who'd have tapes nowadays? You know, you you know anybody with a cassette tape? <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, they're coming back. A lot of people are doing them now. Yeah, I know, which is, which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, I even, I let me just hear about, about five years. Wow. Well, let me just quickly ask you uh, about uh, the band's visual and, and about your place in the marketplace at that time, because you, you go back to 83, 84. We're talking Culture Club. We're talking Flock of Seagulls. There's, a, you know, MTV's coming into into play. It's very cutesy, cutesy. It's very uh, TV image oriented. That yeah. that is starting, and then you guys yeah. come out with Animal Fuck Like a Beast and 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 you know meat on stage and the. Bl was that a a a way to get noticed? Was it was it a, a was it a difficulty where where MTV and 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 record companies went eh, just you know, fucking tone it down? Like, talk to me about that image and and working with that in that environment at that time. Well, the image comes from first of all, um, right before Wasp, Blackie had a band called Circus Circus. You can look it up on YouTube and see what he was doing. Before that, it was he was in he had he had London with Nikki for just a little bit. Right before a that, hot minute as we say, yeah, yeah. Before that, it was there was Sister, which I was in for a while, but the clothes were glam. It, it was it wasn't black leather. It was um, I remember there's a few pictures of me wearing this stuff, and I hated the hair off. I just hated it. I hated the glam thing. It's just not me. It's not what I, my I was born the way I grew up. It's just not my yeah. gig. You, you uh, tell so me you didn't I, want to dress well, like a girl. I didn't like it. <laughs> I felt like I don't want to sit here and so I, I hate saying I, I felt like a fag, but I don't and I don't want to bash gay people. Okay, right. please, I'm not. Right. But that's but I just I felt like something that I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. Anyway, so and and this is how the image came about. Lost about two. Let me see. Let me see. Eighty. The beginning of eighty two. Um. I had. I had just gotten out of jail for DUI and um, um, my sister gave me this, Hey, this guy Blackie called um, and, and I was looking at it and I was supposed to go back to go to, uh, to work at Sterling Vega. But I, since I had to go to jail, I had him lay me off so I could collect unemployment in jail. Smart. You know, smart. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just got out of the clink 
And she goes, hey, this guy Blackie called. And I just was going to call him up because I don't, you know, just say hi, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to play with sister. And he goes, he goes, I want to talk to you, Chris, real bad. I go, what about what? He goes, it's just, can I, I need to talk to you. So I go, cool. He goes, when can I talk to you? He can't, I go, tomorrow. So he came up to lock to where I live, walking yacht, and we went out to Dominic's and he's telling me about this band. He goes, I got this band, but it ain't going to work unless you're in it. You got it. He's hassled me to be in it. And I go, so what's the deal with me? Because he, he played with me and sister. He knew the way I played. You know, I played, I recorded a few times and he knew the way, he knew the way I'd be on stage, you know, or the way your personality. And he gave me this tape wasp and I didn't even know white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. I thought a bug at first. I was like, whoa, you know? So um, he goes, listen to these songs, blah, blah, blah. I listened to him and I called him. I go, what's the deal? He goes, well, can you play in it? And I go, well, if you want me to, I, I got to ask my mom if I could live at our house for not pay rent, live there. Cause you can't work a job nine to five and then rehearse and then do a band. It's just, you can't, yeah. it's, both things are going to suffer. And the, you know, the, at this time, I don't know about now, but you just can't. So, uh, I decided my mom said, yeah. And I decided, yeah. And the road warrior had just came out Oh the, yeah, the road warrior with Mel Gibson too. Right. And uh, I just seen that movie and I was like, uh, Blackie, got to check this movie out. Plus there was a band called Heaven. Have you ever heard of them? They're, they broke up, but they were like, they were cool looking, man. They were like Road Warrior too. They're from us. They were from Australia. We went and saw the movie and that's where we took the image from the Road Warrior. You know, the ass cut out of the pants, the guy on the motorcycle. Yeah. A lot. The, the, they have the, on the, the, um, the, yeah, the Jeremy loves that the, look, by the way. He, he loves that. Yeah. The assless chaps. He loves <laughs> oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah, yeah. You can see that big, especially when you got big, big pimples on your ass. You know? yeah, he, oh, the cellulite. Oh, I'm so fucking hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> loves it. Uh, but, well, but, hey, but ultimately, hey, but, ultimately though, it, does it hurt the band or did it help the band? Because having an image, usually, you know, with Kiss it, and Alice Cooper and Dave, it helps, right? It, it, Yo, it helped the band, yeah. But then the image, it's you know, they always portray black leather and all that stuff as as dev, as as negative worship, devil worship. It's not like striper, yeah. white and pretty, black's evil, you know. So everybody that's we're evil at that point, you know. Yeah, the, dumb, the, black. the bumblebee look is it's safe, but if you're just all black, well, no, black yeah. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look at look at a few years later, Wasp Blackie was wearing white. And we changed our clothes. I wore I wore a black and red jumpsuit and stuff, and we changed our look. It ruined it. The inside the electric yeah. circus ruined the band. Ruined it. It was history for that. It ruined it. Blackie was wearing white. Come on, you know. Once you're a monster, you're always a monster, regardless. There is yeah, no exactly. in it. There's no way to so, sanitize so, that. Yeah. So we we did the torture act with the chicks on. And that came from from the um, Mad Max. Because you know the guys. On the front of the cars, all strapped up there. That's yes. why I came there. Yeah, and then plus, <clears throat> plus, kind of torturing girls on stage in '82 wasn't as bad. If you did it now, whoa, boy, oh. could you could you imagine all the Me Too's after you and all that? You, it wouldn't even be funny. You know, yeah, you'd be probably then. be banned from TikTok and Instagram. Right, this would be back <laughs> then. You know, no, no wasp on TikTok. How, how horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, so that's where the image came from in, in early, early, you know, back then. And uh, yeah. it's, um, it was sad when it, when we started getting all more glam. I hated it, you know. Well, it's it. What was sad is once after the first album, everybody we toured had a good time. Blah blah blah. We were brothers. Once 
once Blackie went, oh, there was going to be me on the album cover. That's when it was, it was, it was a piece, the band was a piece of crap shit then. It was shit because yeah. there was one guy with his head, head so big, um, it was embarrassing to be around him. The, I, I was embarrassed to even be in a, in a club with him after the show because wow. of the way, you know. Yeah, by, by anyway. the way, why do you think that happened? Because you, you you build a career, you're you're all over MTV. I, I mean, I was watching you on I, MTV. Of course, he was in the Dungeon Master but, too. Don't hey, forget and that. You were in all this yeah. stuff. Why did the suddenly? Band, oh, it's the, just you know, me. I mean, it was the band. But I was watching a, a I was watching a, pro, a thing on Queen on YouTube. You know, a, a documentary. Freddie Mercury. They go, Freddie. Why? What? <coughs> what? What made your How'd your band stay together so long? He took a head off his cigarette and goes, well, you know, there's in most bands I see, there's always one asshole that thinks he's better than everybody else. I went, whoa, dude, I know exactly where you're coming from. I don't know. Yeah. It's like this show. Jeremy thinks that. It's terrible. Look at yeah. Metallica. Look at Metallica. We toured with them. Yeah. We toured at, still the same members. Look where they went. Yeah. You know, you know most, most bands that keep the same members that keep a friendship together. Um, you, you will will go long places, you know. I mean, it's look just, at Def Leppard; they're still playing stadiums together. It's been the right. same lineup since uh, you and, know Steve passed away. And with and, and, the with the drummer, with the drummer with one arm, you know. Hey, even though he didn't do the last album, who cares? You know, he's right. still going out and playing, and yep. and uh, that's 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 working with everybody. You know, it's there's it's yeah yeah it's it's called it's called a malignant narcissist. That's all I can say do, about. Do you know that. Do you know what the key to success is? sharing the publishing so that one guy doesn't have a private jet and a pool while the other guy's driving a used honda and and you know living pedal with his mom the, pedal, pedal on the bike yeah i know it's what do you do yeah. sharing you the do? publishing that's that's how you keep everybody yes. happy because every well, oh I, i'm the songwriter really that guitar riff where do you get it from oh that was yeah that's mine that's called writing for the song too yeah, it's it's you know it's a big hassle was was I didn't understand how the business works in the early days and if somebody doesn't tell you or teach you, uh, you don't understand and so and and um, it's just the way it is you know. Yeah. Have, have you is. thought hey, of bringing that out. message to to younger bands? I mean, have you thought of doing a series of books or or classes where you say, listen. I've been through the meat grinder. Let me tell you how to avoid the meat grinder. Because I think fans or, 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 or bands would be like, oh, okay, a professional telling us the pitfalls yeah. and, and what to do. I, I've said a bunch of few things on the internet about it. Uh, right. You know, I say, hey, DTA, don't trust anyone. I was going to do with Eddie Trunk a seminar on the Monster Cruise last February, but I, I was going to do that after uh, they were going to premiere my video, my documentary and then we we're going to sit and the people going to ask questions and we we're going to talk about that on the boats and they've got film it or whatever go on the internet i don't know and i, I got I sick and i couldn't do it so yeah. um yeah i would uh you know it's a different business nowadays and i don't think you get as <coughs> as publishing and all that shit with the internet <coughs> completely different situation you know i don't know you got to really sell a lot like Ed Sheeran to actually worry about that stuff now, you know? Um, right. It's, it's, um, you know, and number two about doing a book and writing thing is I got dyslexia, so I don't really spell or read that good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. Play one hell of a hey, guitar. Did, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I did cheat to get through school, you know? Really, I'm not, really, <clears throat> I'm not that good of a player. I'm not, you know, I just, I, just, I have a, I have a sound, that's my own. It's totally my own, and nobody else's. And that's what helps, uh, you know. Uh, 
Um, I was trying to learn some shredding stuff the other night, and I couldn't do it. I just play what I play, you right. know? Well, but, hey, that's the secret to having your sound, playing what you play. Why be anybody else? Yeah. It's just it's stupid to try to emulate somebody else, because if you do, you're just going to be like everybody, you know, done another jack of the trade. Just like um, the Wasp is just a cover band now, all the guys playing, because the guys, the guy that Blackie has playing, he's just generic. There's... 55,000 million other guitar players just like the guy. You, If somebody else <coughs> stood in, you wouldn't even be able to tell it. So it's different, you know? Yeah. And how, well, how horrible how horrible I play may just makes a difference, or good, or whatever. It stands out, you know? Well, it's part of the sound, you know? I mean, it's it's, it's like Van yeah. Halen without Eddie. I mean, without his playing, I mean, that band wouldn't have been what it was. I mean, it, you know, Wasp wasn't Wasp without your guitar. Right. If I told you my a few of my tricks, you'd you'd go, oh my god, I can't believe it. But I don't want to. A lot. I'll 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 tell you one thing is the chords. The chords that I hit are only two notes. I hate three note chords. Mm. I cannot. I hate. Do you know what that means? It's very two punk note rock is, of you. It, no, a two note is a root and fifth. The third note is a three note chord is a root fifth and a third. Yeah. And I don't like. I don't like the third sound because it creates harmonic distortion mm -hmm. and it, that's white noise and pink noise. It's really crappy. And I never liked it. You know, I learned that from working at Sterling Vega, but most yeah. chords I hit are two notes. So you're always just using the one, and, <laughs> so you're using the one and one and three fingers basically the whole time. One, just the one and, and, a, and a, the, the pinky. And if you can hit an E, you can hit an E chord, all six strings or a G chord, all six strings, but two notes. There's certain ways of doing it. Yeah, muting them and you know using the other fingers as a as a stop or yeah. Yeah, you can hit a G chord, hit all six strings at two notes, a G and B. You can hit an E chord and hit all six strings and if it's only hit E, B, and A e and B, you know, or a G, a G and a, a G and a D, whatever you know, whatever the. the <laughs> it's funny you say that because now that I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back and listen to those those songs and be like, oh shit, look, he's only playing two notes. Yeah, uh, but there's a few songs that I had to play three, like a wild child's a B minor. Yeah, you know, but most of them are only still two notes. What happens is in harmonic distortion, harmonics, mm -hmm. it's up in a higher register above uh, uh, five to, to 10K, which is higher. It creates harmonic distortion, which is it's uneven. And that creates white and pink noise. Like when you listen to Motorhead live, you get a lot of pink and white noise. You know? Yeah. And if if it's just a root and fifth, there's it. I've learned that from working at, at on oscilloscope at work. <coughs> I played my guitar <coughs> on a sine wave at work. I asked my boss, "Hey, what's the deal with this?" And he told me, "He said you don't like us. That's distortion. You don't want that." And and so I learned to play the chords without it. And it's I came up. It was just two notes. It was weird. It's kind of yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. It's, I was. As there one Vega, I we you did a lot. Of, I was playing my guitar. We were doing something with the guitar amp, and my boss, my boss came by. He's a really smart guy, and I was, I just asked him, "Hey, what's this? Why is that doing that?" And he told me that's harmonic distortion. You don't want that in there. So when I took when I hit hit when I didn't hit the third, it, it was gone. And I hit the whole chord, and that's when I, I was like, "Wow!" So this is what I want to sound like. He goes, "That's what that, that's an even sound to the human ear. That's be good." Yeah. So it's 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 a it was a learning thing to me, you know. And it's funny how like small little things like that can really make a difference when it comes to the sonics of a it, record, or you know. Right? Yeah, it made it made total difference to, to um to, to the way I play, and then plus me being a the speaker freak or just learning about speakers, 
because I worked in quality controls. I knew where to mic them real mm -hmm. good in the studio. You know, sometimes one time we were, I was playing and I was using a 410 bottom, right? And the sound kept, it was changing and changing. And the engineer, we looked at each other, go, what's going on? We went out because I would have, <coughs> excuse me, I'd always sit in the room, the engineer room, mm -hmm. on the court out to where, to where the room or the isolation room, whatever, how big it is. <coughs> but the cabinet had moved. It rattled all the way across the room from where, the, where it was being recorded. We're like, really? Oh. Oh, yeah, it was it was pushing so much. I was take the hundred watts, cranking on ten, and I was running it with four ohms. So it was really pushing the speaker yeah. hard, really hard. And um, it the cabin was rattling so hard it moved across the the, the parquet <laughs> floor. So we put it back and had to put another cabinet on top of it, you know, nice. for weight. Or put some cinder blocks behind it so it don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about. <laughs> but there's certain ways you got to you know to, to get a good sound in the old days. Um, now it's all digital, but to, you know, in analog, you got it's the speakers that get a good sound. The way the mic is right on the speaker, where it's actually faced on the speaker, which kind of mic a fifty-seven, fifty-eight, Sennheiser, whatever you use. Yeah, you know, it didn't matter. Women, <coughs> I suck, man. Like sometimes I wake up, my my throat's all clogged, and I'm like getting no air. <coughs> yeah. just because the radiation stuff, you know, all that phlegm. Well, look, I mean, uh, September 16th, screening Mean Man. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. You got a meet and greet and signing, of course, at the Piranha Bar in Montreal. September 16th, yeah. basically, your, your ticket's going to be great. Going to be doing dates in Toronto, Quebec City, and Cornwall, too. Yeah. Uh, Chris Holmes, yeah. thanks a lot for and coming on the do, show. You're welcome back anytime. Might, hang on. I might do something special at a bunch of almost, I think, four shows or three shows. Just something special. If they want to know what it is, go on, go on the web, my website, look, and I'll tell, tell you in a few days. Cool. Mm, All right. Perfect. Special surprises. It'll Who be... doesn't like that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. A surprise. <laughs> <laughs> we like surprise. We also like door prizes. So if there's door prizes and surprises, then we're really yeah. yeah you. <laughs> you mean a door like number three, number two <laughs> kind of door? Good old door prize. <laughs> All right, Chris. Go. We'll let you go. Thanks a lot for chatting. We'll I'm... see you soon. That was sorry, great. I'm Thank you very on. much. Absolute it's pleasure. Did we talk about something cool or whatever you liked? Yes, absolutely. It was absolutely. awesome. Perfect. <laughs> you said it all. Next time we talk, we got to talk about all my drug use and all the things that happened when I was high as a kite. Sure. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Thing, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll do a part two for sure. The drug yeah. chronicles. Perfect. Chronicle. How much How much chemicals I used to shove in my down my nose or in my arm or Good you God. know <laughs> down my throat. Oh, yeah. I used to oh. do some heavy, heavy drug use. Wow. You know? Sounds like a good time. Well, where I grew up at in, in California, if you in, in, in high school in the 70s, if you didn't do drugs, you were an outcast. Right. Mm. You know, and what there, there was no let say no to drugs. It was like say yeah to drugs because they were safe then. Right. How, yeah, how today, did you you're not getting, getting clean drugs from them. anybody, you know? Did, 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 how did you manage to get off of them? I mean, as we speak today, are you drug-free or are you still... I, I haven't done any drugs. I haven't right. done any drugs over here because, first of all, I don't know anybody to get any. <laughs> right. And, and, and over here, they, it's, there's no meth... Um, Methadone? Um, it, well, I was on... I was on... Um, uh, whatever the... Yeah, yeah. Whatever. What do they give you? The heroin, uh, methadone? No, 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 no. Methadone I was on clinic. morphine. Right. I uh, I don't want to say I was drug free because for two and a half months, three months, I was on morphine. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that you counts. Know, it's clinical. You know, it's not like, well, you know, I'd be lying if I said I was drug free because I just took morphine for three months. And boy, let me tell you, the come down getting when I, when I cut it off, I went through the withdrawal sort that I've never felt in my life for um, about two, about a month. Um, my saving grace is that heroin does not agree with me. It makes me ill. I don't want to do it the next day's even worse. So I've never been a heroin addict. You know, methamphetamine yeah. in the old days just slows me down. It, my if I can do so, my heart rate goes down. I relax. Mm-hmm. That's right. exactly the opposite of what it does to people. So my my body acts completely different on drugs. And I used to really be shoot a lot of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And and when what I used to love this when I was eighteen, do speed balls. Ooh, man, that's the high. That's good. Speedball. How do you do a speed better? With heroin and cocaine, right oh, in the arm, right in the arm. Yeah. yeah. See, that's oh, why yeah. I, I always said I could never be a, a heroin addict or like do that because I I hate needles. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I don't like needles, but it's it's easy when you do it yourself because it does. You just poke it in a certain way. I, I would never teach teach anybody how to shoot, and nor will I ever do that again. You know, yeah. stupid. It's it's so it's, it's a highway to hell. You know, you know, highway to hell. After a surgery, a heart surgery, they gave me something called Fragmin, which I had to inject into my stomach, and I had like five of them to do, and it was just like a day, oh, a, day? N- a day, no five, five, one a day for five, days. and I just went, oh, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, 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 so to be a drug addict for, I, uh, uh, uh-uh. no. Nope. They had to inject, they had to inject me something in my stomach a few months ago here. It was weird. I don't know why they have to do it in the stomach, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's why you use needles because you kind of like your, your tolerance, you know, <coughs> when you snort coke, you, you learn to smoke it because snoring it, your tolerance goes, and then, oh, smoking it. Wow. I get twice as high. <coughs> that drops. So <coughs> but the next thing is you shoot it. And that's, that's, um, that's the highway to hell, man. Yeah. You know, John Belushi, he died. He died happy. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> when you do when you, when you do chemicals, you just have to know where the fine line is. Which you don't want to fall off each side, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you're here week. with you're here with us now, and and you'll be in Montreal yeah. soon. So hey. Yeah. Good yeah. story. Yeah. Happy next, ending. Next time you come back, I'm gonna meet you guys. Yes, you are. Gonna meet you guys when I'm yeah, there. Probably. Sure. I think we'll go to that show. I, so. I think we're gonna. I think we'll pop by. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We're, we're yeah, all, all all in for it. We got a picture with uh, okay. with Chris Holmes. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yeah. Just as long as awesome. you guys don't give me COVID, it'll be fine. No, no, we'll, no. And, and it'll be good. You no, know, uh, Jeremy's only in his twenties, so he he didn't yeah. get to see you at the time. But but I grew up through the eighties, and I I, right. I got to see the videos. I got to go. Oh oh, the, look at those scary people. That's oh. Let me go back to Culture ever, Club. <laughs> did you ever see Wasp when we played in Canada? We played there a few times. Um, I'm trying to think. I, no. I, I the last the last Wasp show that I was supposed to see got canceled be, because the the lead singer pulled a stunt. Yeah, you know, he, he shows up and says, "Oh, the stage is too small, too small for my microphone," and and bailed. And ugh, anyway, it was that, ridiculous. That, that's because the sales, the ticket sales, weren't very good. And that's just you know. Yeah, and it was a cl- it was a, a club of uh, seven hundred people. It was the Fufun Electrique in Montreal, and he just bailed. I mean, it was it was those are the best. Those are the best places to play. The real small ones, a lot of yeah. people, man. They're better in a big place. I'd rather play those. Yeah, and I, that's the way. I, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure I saw Wasp yeah. uh, back in the day. I, I must have seen yeah. you open for. Kiss. I don't know. Kiss. Yeah. We played. 
I think we played in Toronto with Black Sabbath. We played one show in in '87 with Sabbath up there. I'm just, uh, Toronto, or I don't know where it's. It was somewhere over the border. I know that. Yeah. No, I'm not too. I'm not too. I don't know too much of the whatever. But yeah. all right. So yeah. you guys were signing off. We kept going you. about drugs. No, oh, all, all good. Right. Well, we'll we'll talk more about it next time. <laughs> yeah, thank you, sir. We'll do always we'll a pleasure. An all new episode of the Mitchell Fun and Jeremy White Show Tuesday at noon. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews, bonus content, and episodes on demand now. Visit YouTube.com/slash Jeremy White Show. Follow Mitch and Jeremy on Twitter. Yeah, they're verified at Mitch Lafon and at Jeremy White MTL.